Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation, and where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Heart of the Matter radio podcast. Uh, We're coming to you again now with a new uh, series, and we're really excited to bring this to you. We've been talking about God the Father for what seems like five months. Um, (laughs) I know we've had a a couple people bringing their um, testimony. Um, Here today with me is still John Vandaloo. Excited to be here, Josh. And Mark Baumgartner. Yeah, hey, Josh. And we also still have in-house, new and improved, Kiefer Strassman. Strassman? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, so, yeah, no, we are excited. Um, had some really good conversation um, beforehand. A little bit about freedom and some deliverance stuff. Um, exciting things going on in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Valley area. Um, you know, we're praying for uh, revival here. We're really excited about that. And that's kind of what our our topic is going to be, again, freedom in Christ. We're going to be talking about freedom. Um, Very American patriotic thing, but uh, study it, it actually is a God thing first. (laughs) Wow, Um, I never, yeah, like, (laughs) could you tell me more about this freedom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and no, we're not talking about freedom fries. No, we are talking about true freedom. Um, And so, really excited to get into this. Um, How's your guys' day going? Oh, my day has been going awesome. Like I said, I'm like on cloud nine right now, just yeah. watching Jesus give freedom yeah. uh, to uh, a close friend, you know, casting some demons out and getting the guy just on the right track. It's, I, well, I got to be a part of a deliverance on, on Friday, went facilitated. I mean, a guy was suicidal, depressed, you know, just like down his luck. And you go there and you're, yeah, I was just preaching to him, just tell him like the love that Jesus has for him and just, you know, I was like, Jesus wants to set you free, man. Like the power, there's power in the blood of Jesus. Like there's there's power in the blood. Like there's like yeah. there literally is. You know, we got to stop acting like there isn't. And uh, you know, just seeing really a really powerful deliverance, and he's like on fire for the Lord. Like he's sending me. He he was like apologizing for sending too many video updates to me about like <laughs> his excitement over the word, his excitement over like preacher a preacher that I sent him. Um, like a YouTube link, you know, and he's like watching this stuff. Like he's setting, he's like, dude, this is fire. You know, like this is yeah. such great teaching. And um, so like literally seeing someone transform night and day on Friday and then, you know, got to see it again today. And um, yeah, it's just when you see someone come out of just like hopelessness into the life, into the light, you know, man, there's nothing better, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's like really nothing better like than seeing someone just totally set free. Even the, I mean, like, yeah, the miracle of seeing demons come out is really cool, but really, honestly, like seeing the person on the other side is like really the the there's it's like another miracle, you know? It's like you just mm-hmm. get to see the life change in someone where you're just like, wow, that you know, the demonic oppression is real and it really does like hold you back. And once that's gone, just like the ability to just like experience the power of Jesus in your life. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to see. So well, I, I get this picture like <clears throat> when we talk about winning souls for Christ of, of being on like the battlefield, almost like Braveheart, where they win the battle and then they just let out this battle cry when they win. You know, it's almost like it, it tells us that in heaven they're cheering when people come to Christ. And so I almost feel like there's yeah. just like or or like to put it in modern day's perspective, your team 
you know, ends up winning a really important game, whatever it is, and just how loud the the stadium can be. Um, it's you know, that, that's that's what I imagine is like you you know we get so excited about and we get ramped up and jacked up, but behind us is in a realm we can't see angels just cheering us on and cheering the fact that God has another person in his kingdom. Yeah. And that, that, that's a cool thing. Yeah, it really is. Oh, these both were prodigals, I would say. Um, but I mean, even that, you know, it's just amazing. But seeing someone come from like total, I mean, Kiefer, I mean, you, yeah, you experienced like you came, you had that Christian background, but coming into it and just seeing your like change now has just been amazing to see. It's so cool. It's just cool to see, you yeah. know, it's so, it's cool to see the, the freedom when you actually see freedom. Cause there's a lot of Christians that live in bondage, you know, and yep. that you even, you know, all the discussions that we've talked about, like, so you're really excited to enter into this freedom yeah. in Christ because yeah. of your background in, in like that legalism and stuff. So um, bondage takes on many forms and uh, there's Jesus is the only thing that brings freedom and, you know, it's we say that, you know, it's like we we say that, like, oh, in Jesus there's freedom, in Jesus there's freedom. It's like, well, what does that mean? Well, we're gonna be talking about it yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. series, like what that le- what that means and what that looks like. And pretty excited. How about you, Mark? Having a good day? Yeah, hard to follow up after that, man. But I <laughs> spent my labor day laboring, <laughs> mowing lawns commercially. Um, but yeah, I did have kind of a cool moment where there's a gentleman walking down the road and I just really felt led to pray for him. So I went over and he's kind of taken aback, but, um, yeah, of a more kind of orthodox faith. Um, and it's kind of wild. I was thinking about the brain earlier and just kind of, yeah, Mm -hmm. the incredibleness of our human mind. Well, anyways, this gentleman, uh, got hit by a milk truck 12 years ago and suffers a brain trauma and only 20% Mm -hmm. of it, or 20% 20% of his brain isn't working. And so I got to pray over that. And I don't know what the fruit might be, but trusting for freedom. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So even in the midst of a laborious day, there's still an opportunity yeah. to witness. Yeah, that's so cool. Point, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's like what we just need to be like, we need to be like opportunistic with that, you know? I feel like the church, I mean, there, I know there's laborers out there and there's people that are out sharing their faith and doing the doing the work, you know, out in the field, but... Um, it really is exciting once you, once you do it a little bit more, like for those of us who are like kind of maybe shelled a little bit, you know, once you, once you get out and actually see God moving in it, you get addicted to it. You know, it's like, and and not only addicted to it, like in a bad way, it's just like, wow, I want to see God move all the time. And I know there's someone somewhere going, you shouldn't be relying too much on that. It's like, Mm. well, yeah, we're not relying on that, you know, but I want to see people set free. I want to see people healed. I want to see people, you know, just in love with Jesus um, in the appropriate way. You know, it's like you read what Paul's writing out, you know, throughout all of his letters, just like, come on guys. Like you need like all the things that he said. And uh, I mean, even this past week too, I had that instance with, uh, with Jaren, um, well, uh, names out of the bag. Sorry, Jaron, if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, but um, <laughs> I don't yeah, think I, he's going to mind. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. just, uh, you know, he just had that sign, you know, like, where's the love? And, you know, you see this guy sitting out and outside of, you know, I was, yeah, outside of a quick trip and I'm, I'm about to pull out and leave. And I see this in my rear view mirror. And it's like, I have this, like, you know, this, ha- I'm, I'll just, I'll be honest. I have this half temptation to just leave, just go home. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to get home. You know, my kids are home. I just need to go. And, and then this really like rushed feeling, you know, you feel the, the, the Holy Spirit just like, no, Gian, like, like you need to be like, you're Jesus in my spot right now. Like you can be Jesus to this guy. So, so back the car out, 
you know, and go talk to him. And, you know, he came to church on Sunday, you know, and like he, yeah. he, we went back, me and Dennis went back and talked to him and prayed over him. And uh, he was really receptive and, you know, it, he's getting plugged into the community here now, you know? So it's just like, if, if you don't, if I went to backed up, you know, what would that have looked like? You know, what God would have sent someone else maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I trust God would have, but, uh, I get blessed in it being me, you know, and, and I get to see the fruit of that. So yeah. I think it's just exciting when you, when you get to walk in your freedom, you know, like what, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? You know, he's going to reject you. Oh man. Get martyred, but yeah, you get to go to heaven. Yeah, and like get, well, a huge get crowd. martyred. Yeah, get martyred, <laughs> dude. He was the one, like you know, don't stab me. Yeah. You know, like yeah, <laughs> like we went because we went and prayed with him. You know, I was like, well, let's let's not sit out in front of the store because it was nighttime. You know, I was like, let's go on the picnic table. You know, mm-hmm. and hang out for. So we were there for like an hour with him. You know, he's like, you're not gonna stab me, are you? Like, nah, man. Um, <laughs> like, I, we're, we brought our Bibles. We're gonna pray with you, man. Yeah. Like, so. But if you think about that, you know, I, I guess I don't want to get into his story without his permission, but we get we did get to pray over him for some things, and that kind of actually has a, a context, I think, with him and one of the reasons we prayed over him. So I don't know if you yeah. were there when he... Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're praying for you, Jaron, and uh, we're, glad, uh, we're glad that you're on a path of, you know, finding Christ. And, yeah, like I'm genuinely... Like, yeah. yeah, if you ever listen to this, I'm, like, genuinely excited to see what God yeah. does in your life, so... There's a couple he, guys right now that we're we're excited for, you know, hearing stories of, of you and yeah. you know, Mark and yeah, no, it, it is crazy because there's been um, you know, even pursuing this media ministry um podcast, I, I I've been talking with some people in one of the meetings, I was talking with the the youth pastor here at this church, and we were at five guys and we were just sitting down talking, and then I, I'm sharing a little bit of my life story and Pastor Kyle is um he's the youth pastor here. Um and he's asking me about my story, and it just t- turns into me, you know, talking about my testimony a little bit. And I'm talking about how worth and value is like a big thing in my testimony. How I feel like I've been looked over, and um, you know, I need to find it. I needed to find my my value and worth in in, in God. And there's this guy mopping the floor, and he hears like what I'm saying, and he just all of a sudden pop pops into the conversation he's like oh that's definitely me like i'm, I'm sitting here talking face to face and all of a sudden i hear what? what what's going on mm-hmm. and i look over and he's like oh oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to he's like i've been listening to you guys you know for a little bit and he's like yeah i just feel like i've been looked over so you know i i believe his name was was tim i'm probably wrong on that and i'm sorry but uh you know we I got to pray over him that day yeah, like and, and awesome. i literally that day was praying for divine appointments for god and again that's nothing of, yeah. of me this is giving all praise to God. Yeah. Like, because I am not like the type to go out and like, hey, you want to you wanna learn about Jesus today? Like, I, I'm more, much more of a building up edifying of the current believers. I'm not a huge evangelist. It's not that I don't want to. <laughs> it's that like, you know, maybe that's some of the fear of man I need to work out of me yeah. and stuff. But, uh, you know, some to give pastors and teachers and, pro- you know, all this stuff. Um Anyways, it was just really cool, you know, just speaking to this. If it, and it is true. If we look for it and if we pray for it, God is going to bring it along. Now, some people may get five people a day, you know. Um, some people may get one person in a year. Like, it, it just depends on where God is going to lead you. But that doesn't mean you're any less important. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, God is really teaching me is really that not all of the body is called to be an arm. 
it's important for us to be a leg or a hair follicle in the nose preventing us from getting any disease. I would say, uh, you know, no judgment on the one a year thing, but let's pump those numbers up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, like I've gone, like I'm, I'm not, I, I was a prodigal, you know, I went years though. Like, well, I mean, it's funny. Cause like, even like I've had friends now get saved and like come to the church and be like, yeah, you're, you know, I just remember you talking about Jesus all those years. And I was like, man, I wasn't even walking with the Lord during that time. But like, they still remembered me as being a Christian. Like, even though I was like, they still saw the light there, even though I wasn't, um, you know, my mouth was a little, it was a little, <laughs> little wild. My tongue was yeah. not tamed during those times, you know, yeah. and, you know, I had some bad habits too. So, but like to have that was like really encouraging still just like, man, yeah, I guess like, you know, the Lord still works through the, per, you know, my personality just from like the, you know, my, what my dad instilled in me as being a kid and, um, but yeah, I wasn't leading people to the Lord during those years, you know. Like, I'm, there's no judgment here if if you've if you've only witnessed like one person. But I guess like freedom in Christ, though, like going into this topic is to like get you to understand your freedom so that you aren't experiencing that 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 fear or uh, you know when you like lock up, you know, and just like oh, I can't, I can't even, I can't even do this, you know. Like I, I'm just gonna go home and like pray about it, you know, and. Um, we want to experience our freedom and just the joy of the Lord when you go up to someone, like even when you're scared, you know, like being brave is not, it doesn't mean you're not going to be scared, you know, it's just overcoming the fear to like, and we have to recognize the spiritual battle that's taking place when that happens too. You know, it's like, I actually thought of that, you know, like what, what did come upon me when I was tempted to go home? You know, like when I was about, when I didn't, like if I wouldn't have backed up the car, like what was, what was coming into my mind telling me like, just go home, just go home. It was probably some demons there mm-hmm. that did not want me talking to him. And, uh, you know, so like I went directly, uh, I assaulted the gates of hell when I, when I turned around and went back. So yeah, it's yeah. just, and I'm not tooting the horn. You know, it's like, I was terrified, you know, but I, I literally had that conviction just like who, if not me, who, mm-hmm. you know, like here I am, send me, you know, like here I am. I literally am here. Like, so um, yeah, I just walked in my freedom and, uh, yeah, it's a praise report. You know, I'm just like, Jesus is working on him now and it's, a you know, Jesus is doing all the work, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. is like the one doing everything. Um, but you know, I still had to overcome my fear there. The Lord helped me. The Lord was with me and yeah, it's well, just exciting. Something, something you said too, and it's like, you know, that we get locked up like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And, you know, that that's what I like to call Moses syndrome, right? He He's like, God, I can't speak. But here's the crazy thing is God spoke through him. Yeah. Like, it wasn't him speaking. And that's what we got to understand is it's, um, you know, some people are going to take that theologically way out of whack, what I just said, and be like, oh, there would be some pretty horrible things God said if it was speaking through you. You know, it's like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, we got to, again, we're talking about freedom. God gives us the <laughs> yes, grace like- and freedom to know that we're going to mess up with what we say. But through, like Paul said, through my mistakes, God's grace and mercy is going to shine through. And that's that's something we have to rest in. We like to usually like to use that to attack other people. Oh, you messed up your, oh yeah, you're, you're a heretic, you're a false prophet and stuff. And we like to strike down God's ministry in people and we can be the worst, the, the church and other believers can be the worst thing to another believer and shut them down right away. Um, you know, which again is, is 
part of the the whole legalism thing and going out of freedom from sin. If it's not checking our boxes, we feel like it's not checking God's. And it's like, wait a minute, when when did you become God to check boxes? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just some you know God was you know put on my mind there is you know if you have Moses syndrome, if you think there's a reason why you can't do something, God will show you that it's still not about you. It's him working through you. It makes me think of like Paul when Paul went to was it the was it the Corinthian church in Second Corinthians when he talks about like I came to you weak and without without human knowledge so that the so that the spirit could be revealed in its power to you. So like he went there like not planning to be like the spectacular preacher. Like I don't want to wow you with who Paul is. I want to wow you. I want Jesus to wow you through me by mm. taking a back seat here. And uh, it's like, if anyone knew their freedom, it was Paul, you know, like yeah. he's the one that wrote about freedom the more, more than anyone. So um, yeah, it just makes me think of that too. Just like how in our weakness, you know, God can show up strong, you know, and, 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 and also too, you know, like sharpening your skills is you have to do something, you know, it's like, if you want to get good at public speaking, unfortunately you got to public speak, yeah. you know, if you want to get good at, you know, <laughs> like coding for, you know, like you're over there just, yeah, I just like, you got to code, you got to yeah. learn it, you know, you have yeah. to, you have to do it. And, uh, uh, you know, same wit- with ministry, same with ministry, same with witnessing to people. You know, you're if you've never witnessed to someone, witnessing to someone is going to feel like a train wreck probably the first time you do it. But just go in God's power, not in your power. Don't try to, you know, just let the Lord speak, let the Holy Spirit work because the Holy Spirit's the one that's after them. You know, you're yeah. just trying to, yeah, or just love. You know, like sometimes it's just being loving, you know, just like just being love to that person. Yeah. It's like, hey, how you doing? Like, like this one time I sat down with this 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 homeless woman outside the mall. I just hung out with her for like an hour, just outside the mall. And there was people looking at us, and I was just like, you know what? I don't have anywhere else to be right now. Like, why can't I show love to this person? I'm pretty sure that was an angel too. That was, uh, I I really don't even think that was a person. I don't know. Maybe if you ever if you ever hear this podcast, like, um. And you're a person, please let me know because I, <laughs> I would like confirmation on that. But I really think it was—I really think it was actually an, an angel. I think God yeah. put an angel there that day for me because yeah. it like cha- it like disrupted my it disrupted like my sin pattern and like changed my like outlook on things. And mm-hmm. then it was like months later where I was like, I don't even think that was a per- like the more I thought about the scenario and everything that we talked about, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that was an angel. Yeah, so I'll find out, you know. That's one of the questions I'll have for God one day. Entertaining Or I'll see her, you know, I'll see her or I'll see that being, you know. The good old newsboy song, Entertaining Angels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really believe that too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, angels pass by us too, you know. Now that we're on the topic of this, but I mean, like, you know, if someone, like that guy, you know, like Jared sitting out with a sign, you know, he could have been an angel sitting there. And I could have just left. And it's like, and, and the scripture says too, like, if you if you give a drink or give your give your shirt off your back like this is G, like you're doing this for Jesus you know yeah. so like when we see people in need it we have to like open up our eyes that like that's Jesus right there like yep. how would I treat Jesus in this scenario yeah. and that's sobering that's sobering because yeah. it's man that's something like uh, how do I it's like yeah it, it's just oh man you know yeah. I need to live the, I need to walk this out better. <laughs> you know, I need to I need to walk this out better. But that's something um, 
you know, God is kind of is really teaching me to um, why gossip and stuff is such a a bad thing, because when you learn about how you are made in the image of God, and that God has created everyone in His image to be an imager of God to align their life with God, you start to get this conviction that man, if I'm bad mouthing someone who is made in the image of God, I'm bad mouthing the image of God. Yeah, and. Mm. And it, it, it is heavy because it's so easy when we get to work. Oh, this guy sucks at work. It's hard for me. You know, in the, in the last couple of weeks, I'll admit, you know, there's a guy at work that I have a struggle to work with. And it's so easy to pick on this guy because whether he's do, whether he knows he's doing it or not, like that, that doesn't change the fact that on my end of things, I should not be proactively promoting um, the belittling of someone who is made in the image of God. Um, I should be trying to bolster that guy to make him a better employee. Uh, I don't think that means that we can't speak honestly when we're asked about, you know, what we think of their work ethic at, at, at the job. I think those are two different things, gossiping yeah, yeah. And, and speaking. But, you know, I do try to steer clear of like, you know, a lot of people say this person's dumb or they're stupid and stuff. And I was like, well, I think you're crossing the line there. I can only speak for his work ethic, Mrs. work, all that, you know, all that stuff, whatever. But you know, it is a conviction still. It's like, where is that line uh, between gossip and slander? But should I even think about that? You know, should I just be like, this really isn't a conversation for edification of anyone, you know, and it's not needed. It's unnecessary talk. It's just to try to fill the void, you know, just to get us through the day. And I do that every day. I mean, come on, I can be talking about Jesus to this person, or I could at least be setting a better example. You know, I, I really want to just like touch on this before we go into the first scripture verse and like move forward in the freedom in Christ. But like our topic is freedom. And it's interesting that we're talking about like convictions and we're talking about um, uh, actions and and yeah. and actually like going out and doing things for the kingdom. I, I, I'm creating, I'm yeah, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> you're shaking your head. Yeah, like I, hold on. I think it's awesome because I grew up with like this hyper freedom, hyper grace. Um, because the scripture could easily paint that picture, and God does give like hyper grace and hyper freedom, and that like the depths of His freedom, the depths of His grace, the depths of His mercy, those are all true realities. But I think that like when you're actually walking in real freedom, these things become more normal. Like the the gossiping will start to to go down. The the uh, your ability to go out and witness to people will increase. It, you're you're like we're not saved by our works, you know, but works mm-hmm. are a sign of the faith in us. And um, well, you begin to walk in the spirit. Yeah, you begin to. So, like when you when you start experiencing freedom, you start experiencing more works. You mm-hmm. start to experience the ability to carry out works, and uh, I think it's just interesting. I, I think I just wanted to clarify that because we're kind of sitting here talking about like. You know, witnessing to people and going out like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. It's like, well, we do have freedom not to. Like, you're going to go to heaven, but like, but like, but also work out your faith with fear and trembling. Like, we still got to remember that verse, you know, like that verse still exists. And, and uh, not to freak anyone out, you know, but I just think to like clarify, like once you start to understand your freedom in Christ, things will begin to change. Things will begin to change around you. Yeah. So... And that's very important, though, too, that the New Testament writers, you know, a lot of times, again, in a legalistic church or a legalistic viewpoint, 
we tend to condemn ourselves for not doing things or checking the boxes, right? Oh, I need to go to church. I need to get in, into scripture with God. I need to do this stuff. And it's like, well, yes, those are necessities. But at the same time, God wants you to want him. Yeah. Like, you know, the, give it, our first fruits. I, again, to him. offerings are important. But God desires mercy and justice even more. And so, again, it's it's not to say that, you know, he doesn't want us to offer. He doesn't want us to do these things. But, again, it all goes back to the heart. Makes me think of David. You know, you're talking, you were, you, I, did you, I don't even know if the if the podcast tape was recording yet when you said, you know, the wisdom of Solomon. We Instead of the wisdom of, you, you go ahead and say it. Yeah, so it was just a... Um, Today, as I was praying um, at men's group, God kind of just dropped this line on me that, you know, we can have the knowledge of Solomon and still fall away, or we can have the heart like David and slay a giants. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me, you know, I've always gone back to like Psalm 51, um, like David's prayer after like he repented of his, or in the, in his process of repenting, um, where it says like if if you would have wanted a, if you if you if you would have desired a sacrifice I would have given, but you but your desire is a broken and contrite heart, and I think it's interesting because you know like the Old Testament you know it was sacrifice 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 at least that's what the law taught, and mm-hmm. that's what Pharisees and Sadducees were like ridiculing Jesus for like hunting him down for all these things, but like Jesus was the God of the Old Testament too. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And David understood that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really an interesting thing. Like, we have to look back at, like, that. That for I mean, like, if, if you would have desired a sacrifice, I surely would have given it. But you desire a broken and contrite heart. And it's, like, something that they missed. So many missed. And that's, like, David understood where the freedom came from. No. Like the where 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 God's desire was for us to be in, and it is yeah, it's the heart change. It's the it's the the heart of David, the sleigh giants. Yeah, I love that. Well, even in the even in the prophets, you know, I'm I'm going through the prophets right now in in my devotions, and that's literally littered with all of that. You know, you, you uh, reading Zechariah, and he's talking about uh, they these guys ask um, a couple prophets to go up to the priests, and and they're like. Ask, ask God if we should fast. And God comes back and says, you want to fast? He's like, how about you do one better? How about you act justly? How about you not oppress people? How about you uh, go and, and treat the widow and the orphan and the foreigner and stuff with respect, with love? Um, and we're not going to get into those subjects because uh, I feel like people are already taking their political stances and saying, yes, build the wall. No, build the wall. You know, but so if we're, not, we're not getting there. We're going to go to freedom here. Um, but yeah, no, this is, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about freedom. Um, so I know we have hit on it a little bit, but freedom itself. Um, when I say the word freedom, what do you guys think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, the ability to do whatever I want. Okay. Kind of. I, I know what truth is too, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, so, I'm just saying, but like, like the, the thing that the comes to my mind, mind it's like the ability to do as I wish. Honestly, there's an American flag and a bald eagle, but yeah, um, yeah autonomy, I'd say. Yeah. Full um, autonomy. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta honestly say, I think, uh, 4th of July and, and like the constitution and stuff like that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Actually, I want to get Kiefer in this, on this. You got it. What do you, what do you, what comes to your mind? 
mostly the American, like, you know, the, the freedom and the American flags, fireworks, that kind of thing. But it is like the ability to do whatever you want to do, but there's still consequences. So that's kind of what it is like. And that could be maybe political, more political than it needs to be. But, but that's kind of what it is. Like you have a choice, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, freedom is a choice there. There's this simple, simple way to put it. The ability to choose. Yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, I think one of the crazy things is, and we could probably do this in America. I wonder what the, answers would look like if we went outside of America. Um, and this is not to, to, you know, get into a political spectrum, but I think it's kind of interesting. Um, and, and maybe this is a, a blessing, a good thing that we think about our country, <laughs> that we think about the celebration of freedom um, as a part of this country. It speaks to why it's important. I mean, America and freedom are synonymous, I think. And so we tend to, I, I know there's people on uh, the spectrum probably saying, oh, yeah, like, let me tell you the litany of bad things about our country. But we cannot uh, belittle the fact that this country is a synonymous symbol of freedom. Okay. Uh, so get on my patriotic soapbox here yeah. a little bit. You know, when other countries. What about the, uh, yeah, military yeah, industrial yeah, complex, yeah, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, other yeah, countries, we know, we know. they look at us as a symbol of freedom. There's, you know, Hong Kong, um, Iraq, these places. When they talk about freedom, they fly our flag. And there's a reason for that. Now, to change that perspective as the church, yes, we, we live in a country that God has blessed in, in certain ways, um, you know, and we, we bear a responsibility with that, that we don't do perfect justice in, in here. And we need to be careful of, you know, what the prophets warned in the Old Testament uh, to not do injustice and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, as Christians, what is our flag? You know, is our flag the American flag or is it the flag of, God, of Christ? You know, when we think of freedom, yes, it's not wrong necessarily to think of the American flag or patriotism and stuff. But we, we got to be careful that we don't make America and its flag the idol, that we are not pledging ourselves to necessarily the country, but that we are pledging ourselves Christ, because there's no nation that we should be putting above God, because in one finger snap, he could obliterate this country if he wanted to. One nation under God. Exactly. And there's a reason for that. So, you know, I guess my perspective there is, again, it's not to bash people. I, I celebrate the 4th of July. I think fireworks are awesome. I honestly It's my think, wife's favorite holiday. Yeah, I, I think the Founding Fathers did want us to blow stuff up on 4th of July. It's <laughs> the most free thing you can do. Well, what are you going to do with your freedom? Well, why don't we take this cannonball, shoot it in the sky, and make pretty colors come out of it? You know, like, yeah. that's like, you know, it, so we should celebrate that. And, and we want to try to expand that to anyone possible in the world. Freedom is a great concept. But where does that come from? Where does the concept of freedom come from? And that's where I'm kind of getting at is that concept comes from God. Now, some people always use that scripture, and I know we've kind of talked about this before. Something God always lodged in my brain is, you know, God, uh, people use the scripture that God is love, and they just keep it there. And it's like, yeah, but there's so much more to that because think about that. God is just. God is freedom. Like all of these good attributes that we can you know, see that we get to perceive that we get to live out, like those all come from God. 
Anything that's good, because God is good, it comes from God. So freedom, yeah, um, freedom is a godly thing. Um, it is a great thing, and that's why it is something worth dying for. It is something worth fighting for. Um, we just got to make sure that it really is freedom that we're fighting for. It, it really is. So uh, those things can get construed in our, our American context. It can get construed from a British context, whatever country you are. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like we need to start off with the point of, you know, freedom comes from God. As Christians, doesn't mean we belittle our country or anything. We pray for our country. We pray for the other countries. We want that f- freedom to extend to everyone. That's why this country was started, is so that we could have the freedom expression of religion. Um, you know, whether this was a Christian nation or not, people can debate that. But it was, he, it, we came over here on the ships, not me personally, obviously, but um, we came over so that we could have the freedom of expression of religion. We were under tyrannical rule, and and that's how this country started. Um, now, whether you want to say the good things, the bad things that we did from there on out, uh, that's a part of our history. That's a part of Native American history. That's part of the black history. We were part of world history. Um, and there has been great stories of freedom in there and not so great stories about uh, slavery in there. So let's get into this. Let's talk about some freedom um, from a biblical standpoint, because as Christians, that's what we got to understand. It comes from God. So what is this? What What is this concept of freedom? What do we get? So freedom to do what? What is freedom? And so the first scripture that we're going to go to here is John chapter 8, verse 36. I'm going to kind of give a little context here because this is kind of after the um, the story of the adulterous woman at the well um, where people are trying to uh, cast rocks at her. And Jesus says that whoever is without sin cast the first stone. So this comes on the heels of that. Uh, Jesus starts to warn the Pharisees about their sin and that they are becoming basically legalistic, that they don't understand what the law was trying to point to, that they have put the law above God, and that that became their law, or that that, that the law became their God. And so they just didn't understand what God was trying to do, what the point he was trying to make was with the law. And so when you actually have God come down and say, no, 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 it, it, it you understand, but you don't. Like, it's different. It's going to look different. I come to do a new thing. Um, and so here he is talking to the Jewish people. They just don't understand. He's talking to them about, um, you know, I am from above. You are from below. I'm going away. You can't follow me. You're going to die in your sins if you continue in your way and you don't repent. Um, and he's basically claiming to be God in this whole scripture. Again, if you look through the New Testament, you're going to find that God is Jesus, and that Jesus is God. They are one. They are one substance. They are one, a holy trinity. You can't get away from this because anytime God, Jesus speaks, especially to the Pharisees, he makes it very clear that he is God. And they, and again, that's why they hated him. He was committing blasphemy. And so he comes and he starts to speak to him and he says, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
So they go on to say that we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Um, and then Jesus, you know, talks about, you know, whoever sins is a sin to slave and, and so on and so forth. But I think it's interesting here that Jesus is portrayed by tons of different symbolisms. Olive branch, the vine, water, fire, wind, whatever it is, God is represented by these great things. <clears throat> One of the other things is the word and the truth. I'm the way, the truth, the life. And so he calls himself the truth. And then he says right here, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's kind of a teaching upon a teaching here because he's saying if you hold to my teaching, the truth, you're going to know the truth to his disciples who are living with the truth. And he's speaking the truth, which comes from him. And the truth will set you free, which Jesus set us free. I mean, there's so much double entendre going on here. It's, it's crazy. So I just, uh, again, it points to Jesus, whether that be the Logos, the written word, the Rima, the spoken word. Um, it, it's just really cool. Yeah, I think it's important, too, to, like, understand what you're being freed from. And I think that's, like, the gospel message. You know, it's, um, it's so important to, get, like, to understand. Like, whoever makes a practice of sin is a slave to sin. It's, you know, uh, John 8, 30, was it 8, 32, 8:33. Um, <clears throat> Like, what's being, you know, like, anyone who's come over, crossed over into this other side being born again, like, you know what you're coming out of and what you're coming into. Um, and you know what it feels like to go back into bondage. Like, you know, like anyone who's slipped up, you know, you just feel dirty. You just feel like, ah, oh, man, like I messed up. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, the, the enemy then like works into your mind and gets you to like avoid God and to go into like bouts of shame and guilt and like not understanding your identity, which we're, <laughs> we'll go into identity later on, but you know, experiencing that freedom because the enemy does not want us to experience freedom. So, I mean, just like understanding the ramifications of sin and feeling enslaved in sin. And that's interesting, too, because that's what like the Jewish people, you know, were, were expecting the Messiah to do is to free them from the oppression of Rome. Yep. And it's like, and Jesus, here's Jesus saying, no, 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 not the oppression of Rome, the oppression of sin. <laughs> the oppression like, of the principalities of this world, the unseen realm. Yeah. Like, like the, something that you don't even see. Like that is a picture. Rome is a picture of like the principalities that rule over Rome in the unseen Yeah, set realm. your eyes on heavenly things. Yeah. Not, yeah, like. Yeah. <clears throat> What's crazy is, again, uh, you know, just re-looking at the scripture, he goes on to say, Verily, uh, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Again, he overlaps if the truth, uh, you know, that if you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then he goes back and says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Again, alluding to he is the truth. Um, so again, alluding to the gospel that Jesus is the one who sets us free. So the, the first thing we're talking about here is freedom from sin. And it's very important. Again, we're talking about where does freedom come from? It comes from Christ. It comes from God. That is our starting point. That is salvation. That is the starting block of salvation is freedom from sin. That is a sobering thought that 
freedom comes from Christ. It doesn't come from us. We can fight as many wars as we want, and we can get pictures of freedom. But true freedom comes from Christ. Yeah, and experiencing that is like total submission to that to that idea, to the idea, to what act, what Jesus is actually saying and stepping into that. Yeah. So contrary to what the world kind of portrays, you know, feel like, yeah, a su- submission is the opposite of freedom, right? But mm. here's, yeah. 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 Christ, Christ paints that picture. I know we were talking about it today, but, you know, even God himself, you know, he became a servant to us. He came to the world and, and submitted that we would be able to be with him because he wants us to be sons. He wants us to be part of the family. We're sons of God. We're, we're you know, we're sons of light. <laughs> like he uses these references not to say, hey, look at how great I am. This is God. He's not even just saying, look at how great I am. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like The son will set you free. Like, so you can be a part of my family. Man, that if that's not freedom, I don't know what is. That we get to have the freedom to be in the holy council of God after we die. To rule and reign with him forever yeah. and ever. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gonna be the husband of the family, right? He's still gonna make the ultimate decision because he's God, but he's gonna include us in it. Yeah. Like we get the same inheritance that Jesus gets. I mean, it's like we'll I'm sure we'll touch on these things as we go through the series, but like, you know, to to actually be you know, like Jesus became sin so that we could become righteousness. He became a curse so we could become a blessing. You know, like all these truths, um, it, they're just profound. Yeah. And if uh, if you think about it too, again, Jesus is calling himself the truth and he's talking to his opponents who are the religious leaders, right? The Pharisees. And he, who, who's their father? And he talks about that and says that you're, your father is the father of lies. It's Satan. And so again, yeah. he contrasts him with evil. Um, the Bible is big on contrast. And so here Jesus is setting himself apart, saying, no, the world, the things that you're doing, it's the father of lies. It's Satan. But I am the truth and I will set you free. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um you know, Jesus says, if you believe in what he says, you will be set free. Not what the Pharisees say. Um, but again, you can only get that authority if you're God, right? Like, that that's why they hated Jesus, is he's going around setting people free from sins. You're, you know, he, he's praying yeah. at people by your the sins pool. Are, your sins are he's, forgiven. He's going to the like, community pool and healing people <laughs> and saying, you're, not just healing, I'm saying your sins are forgiven, get up and walk away. Pagan, on the Sabbath. Pagan pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on the Sabbath, and they're like, well, but you, you're preach, you're doing all this stuff on the Sabbath. They didn't even care that he healed a person. Yeah, the blindness there, man. Yeah. Um, but he is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I just think that's cool that, you know, God just is alluding to the gospel himself. Here he is evangelizing uh, to those who don't even want to listen. Um, but, again, we don't know how many of these people actually did turn. And was his audience really the Pharisees or everyone else that was there seeing this taken? You know, it's almost like the showdown at the OK Corral. You know, the, 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 you got the sheriffs, White Earp, and all those guys, and then you've got the, um, I can't remember the, the group, but you got the group there that's fighting against them, and, and they're standing there, and everyone else is around. And it's like they didn't go there 
for those people. They went there for the people around them to show them that they were going to protect them. And uh, that's what Jesus, you know, was doing I think it was here. like God demonstrates his, his authority. Yeah. God will always, dem- like God demonstrates his power and authority now. You know, like he, he was doing it then too. You know, he was a rabbi. He was called a rabbi. He was followed as a rabbi. And uh, there were a lot of other rabbis walking around that, you know, that were going to come in contact with him. And, you know, he spoke with authority and he would do that often and everywhere he went. So if he's going to get challenged, well, <laughs> Who knows the word better than the word? <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. was the word. He was like the live. He was the living word of God. So, yeah, and yeah. he's the truth, and the truth has set you free. Yeah, awesome. So we're gonna go on to another verse of freedom here, and uh, Mark is gonna read that for us. Yeah, Galatians five one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. So, if you're circumcised, <laughs> yeah. you're not. You're not. You're not out. You're not. You don't Uh-oh. have to follow the whole law. That's yeah. not what. That's not yeah. what Paul's talking about here. Um, but yeah, there, you know, there, there's like, an important sentence here that he says: "You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace." So those who are trying to be justified by the law. So if we look to any other place other than Jesus, other than God, to be justified, we will not be justified. We will be condemned. And this is why he says in in Romans, which is a verse we're going to be using later on, probably in the next episode, but there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And again, he reiterates that here, that for those who are trying to be justified by the law, there is only condemnation. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no longer condemnation. There is freedom. And so it's just really important here. You know, you you keep reading in in 5.1 here, for through the Spirit we eagerly, eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. So again, going back to the point, well, you just said that those who are circumcised are going to be alienated by Christ. What are you talking about here? Now you're saying uncircumcision doesn't mean anything? That, that's the whole point. He's saying that those who are trying to be justified by the law are in the wrong because they're looking in the wrong place for justification, for freedom. And that here at the end, he comes back to it and says, these don't have any value. They're an act of faith, but that's because God told Abraham that he was going to make a covenant and that this was a sign to do this. Like, these guys didn't have to be circumcised way back when. They didn't have to be. It was an act of faith before circumcision was even invented. <laughs> like, like they they did acts of faith. And, and I think even the prophets, or maybe it's Hebrews that, that talks about that, that, you know, it was faith on Noah's part that was counted righteousness to him. It was faith on Abraham that faith was counted righteousness unto them. 
Um, and again, that's what Paul is reiterating here. It, again, it's nothing that we do. It, it is not us obeying the law, none of that. It is us going to the sole source of the living waters of freedom, which is Jesus Christ. Our freedom is found in Christ alone, nothing else. Yeah, and so if you're looking for anything else, it's like you're going outside of what Christ did. It's like what God did. Like he, you know, he mean he came down in the flesh to die for it. So like, do I believe that that's enough, or do I believe that there's got to be a bunch of other stuff? It's like kind of like you're like smearing it. You know, it's like God, your perfect plan wasn't. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> you know, like I need to do this too and do that. Even though you said you're the truth, you're the way, you're the life. Yeah. So yeah, we got to be careful about, and that comes up all the time. You know, in forms of legalism, and the Galatian Church was definitely under. I mean, they were under you know, a spell of witchcraft too. And they, you know, they had all kinds of stuff going on there, but I do believe in context. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know that there was this huge mixture. We've talked about this too, where, um, you have Jews becoming Christians and, and Gentiles becoming Christians. And, you know, Paul talks about how we're no longer Jew or Gentile, but that concept wasn't hitting the Jews. But for the Gentiles, they weren't under the law and never obeyed the law. So they kind of came in with this, Oh, we we don't have to obey that. We're free. So they kind of understood it more. But the Jews, you know, now they're coming in and they're getting this freedom, but then they're they're still reverting to the old ways because it's like that DOS programming, right? In their computer, they're like, well, no, we've got to. So they're they're sitting there trying to teach these new Christians the Jewish way as well. Yeah, you've got Christ, but we've also got to follow these ways of the law. And I think that's why Paul is being adamant here about this. Is no, you guys are trying to go back to the the what Jesus set us free from. <laughs> like you're you're going to make his death null and void to yourselves, and you're you know, to be careful that you're not jumping down the road of condemnation again, not work again, not working again, the yoke of slavery, but taking on the yoke of Christ, which is freedom. That's why it's so light. Yeah. I mean, the Gentiles did struggle with some of it. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, like <laughs> with uh, they have some cavalier practices because they were all coming out yeah. of paganism, you know, so yeah. like they had all these pagan traditions and like everyone's like, oh, no, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like these guys are doing all these crazy things. Yeah. And But yeah, the, the understanding of freedom, yeah, yeah, would be easier in a culture we didn't have 413 laws to obey every single yeah. day. Yeah, I think it was even more than that. I think it was like 730 laws that in the the whole Torah. Or something. I, I don't know. I'm going through like Jewish study right yeah. now and stuff too. So, there. Yeah, it's, that's kind of like their joke. Is like, yeah, be thankful you don't have to follow the 730 laws or whatever. And that's it that, 700. It's yeah, it's well, a crazy number. Let's look so, it up. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I don't 400's know. 400 is a lot. If it's 700, yeah, wow. Yeah, I, yeah. That, you know. Yeah. Well, just heaping more condemnation on yourself. <laughs> you know, 300 more laws or whatever. But yeah, no, it's that. That's the thing. Is like. We, we can get into this point where circumcision wasn't only like a ritual that you had to follow that had like, that, that people weren't really grasping. They were just doing it, right? We can get these rituals in church where we're just doing communion out of a thing we do it, but not really having the heart to take communion. Um, we could wash, do the washing of feet, which I don't see in a lot of churches anymore, really. I know it's a nasty thing, but that's the whole point. Um, but we don't have like dusty roads and, and yeah. wear sandals everywhere yeah, though either. So. Feet still stink, you know, <laughs> like, but again, the, the point is like, we can even do that and do it with a heart. That's not you, uh, humble, you know, a heart that's not. Oh yeah. It's like, look at me. Yeah. Hey everyone. We tie, look at me. We do our offerings and we do it with a contrite heart. Right. And so even past that though, 
we also have the religious aspect where it's not only to just do it to do it, but, oh, look at me. I'm circumcised and better than you. Well, don't look at me that close, but I'm circumcised. Take my word for it. You know, like, uh, but it's like, you know, so, so there was. Our entire audience is now only men. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Some of those guys probably listen to you like, these heathens, the pagans. But again, and it was also something that was being used to slight other people. Again, they were already taking the yoke of oppression on people and saying, well, if you truly believe in Christ, you've got to get circumcised because he said back in, you know, in this day that you have to be. It's a sign of, of being one of us. And so, again, they're already putting this yoke of oppression back on him saying, no, no, you don't understand. You're just you're not going to make that freedom that he's talking about. And they didn't understand it. And it's like, no, no, no. That's why Paul's so adamant here. Get that out of your minds. Get this law out of your minds. You are all now equals. That That's the difference. It used to be the Holy of Holies. You were supposed to be the ones to bring people to the Holy of Holies. You messed that up. It's okay, though. God has it in his hands. Let it go. Just like Disney says, let it go. Sorry, I had to do that, but... <laughs> Um, it's true. We, we just have to let it go. Yeah. It's sorry. Hard, everyone's yeah. got that song in their head now. I'm sorry. And, let, and letting, letting go is a very difficult task. You know, it's like walking people through deliverance. Like I was saying, like it's, it's, it's actually difficult. Like you can scream at demons all day. Like they're, they don't always just go really easily. You know, like people think they do. Um, it's like getting person, getting a, getting a person to truly believe, getting person to actually let Christ in, to like their entire being, to their entire function. Like there's a difference between believing. Like we've, we, you meet people all the time. They're like, oh yeah, I know Jesus. And then they, they, their, their entire life does not look like they know Jesus, um, you know? And, you know, we've all been there. Oh, well, I think, I feel like we've all been there at, at, at some point, you know, or it's like even our actions, you know, like show us, you know, you know, when there's days where we just do not, pray or you know like we have about like we have like there's days where you just like you didn't get the word you didn't pray you know like there's days that that happens and you know you go out of that day and you're just like wow like i'm ignoring the most important being who loves me more than any other person you know what i mean like there's just things like that where we still have growth that we need to move into we still have more freedom to move into and I think I just got rabbit trailed a little bit, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference between saying I, I believe and like truly believing and freedom exists in that true belief. And it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, <clears throat> there's a difference. Be, be, there's a, there's just a difference between saying, yeah, I believe and just knowing like, like, you know, knowledge versus heart revelation. Yeah. I think there's also, um, you know, freedom as a part of who God is. You know, he gave us the Sabbath. And that's kind of a picture of freedom if we think about it. Because, you know, Mark, you, you've been going through this with really trying to keep the Sabbath uh, at its original intent. And again, not in a legalistic way, but just taking the, the reverence that we should have on the Sabbath. Uh, because, again, it's freedom from the toil of, of life. A, a time to rest, rest in God. That's like what the Sabbath was made for, is for us to rest in God, to meet with God, to put everything else aside and have the freedom to get with God. And that's why 
you know, the Jews of the day were upset with Jesus when he did stuff on the Sabbath was because it was such a, such a holy and reverent thing. Now, again, their hearts weren't lined up with that. Um, it was coming from a, a heart of religiosity, but um, again, that's a picture. They were taking something that was a picture of freedom and they were turning it on itself. And then here comes the picture, the perfect picture of freedom to say, no, 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 you don't get it. Like <laughs> the Sabbath was made for man not the man for Sabbath. And so, yeah, I mean, have you, uh, what kind of freedom have you experienced from that uh, Sabbath rest? Yeah, it's a struggle to be honest. And yeah, just what rest even looks like on this past Saturday. Got antsy. (laughs) Started shrub trimming and and cleaning my room. (laughs) And maybe that could look like rest in a certain context, but I I would say I found true rest in going for a bike ride and just praying. I literally prayed for an hour and a half while I was riding a bike. And I was so like wound up prior to that bike ride, but coming off of it. So and no one twisted your arm to do that. I had woken up and just done that first, it would have been a different day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it, it, that is uh, one of the troubling things. You know, we get up and we start going about our day. You know, even me, when I get up, a lot of times I'll look on Facebook right away or something just to kind of clear out my thing. But then I, I start looking at all these stupid videos and I'll get on these. They're, they're great, but far side comics, they're hysterical. But, I, you know, those are coming up all over my news feed now and I love them. But uh, feeding the algorithms. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, there's days where you just get, like you were saying, you just get to work and you get done with work and you're like, man, my, would my day have been better if I would have just gotten on like five, 10 minutes of prayer time with Jesus? Not that that's what we should aim for, right? <laughs> you know, we, we love God. We, we, we want to give out more. Yeah, but Pray in the spirit always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, like if, Paul says. I always think of it like this, you know, tithing, if we give 10% of our money, our first check, like, shouldn't we also tithe our time, which would look like two and a half hours a day that we're giving over to God? Um, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's just 10%. That's just the minimum, you know. Obviously, we're called to give our whole money and our whole uh, time and all that stuff over to a God. Living but, sacrifice. Yeah. But just, you know, trying to get the, a mental <laughs> picture of like what a tenth would even be um, of just really praying and seeking after God. Like, if we were to give. 15 minutes of our day to God, how, how much of our lives would be transformed. And it's not even, it's, and and it's not even like the action. Like I was literally just thinking that I was like, I, I probably give way more than 10% of my time to the Lord, but that's like through what I'm actively doing right now. And that's actually, that can become dangerous too, because like being too busy, you got that Martha spirit where like Mary was blessed because she sat at the feet of Jesus. And that's what we went through that whole series with pastor Kim on being still, and what the Sabbath means and, you know, actually spending that quiet alone time, that relational time with the Lord um, to get to know him. And that's where the freedom is, you know? And it, I mean, like, I love giving freedom to, you know, like walking out and help in and, and working in the ministry of giving freedom to people. You know, yeah. we call it deliverance ministry, but it's like freedom ministry, you know, it's setting people free. Jesus is setting people free. Yeah. Um but yeah, we still need that that quiet, secret place time with the Lord, yeah. and uh, you know, getting into the habit, like instilling that habit 
that it's cool. Uh, it'd be cool to hear like update reports on like you pursuing this like true Sabbath. And yeah. <laughs> it was like this bizarre, us Gentiles, like yeah. tell us about this Shabbat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I want to I know what this is doing for you. You know, like, yeah. um, well, yeah, I think yeah. it's cool. Cause Paul talked about that too. That'll probably be a verse we come up like where, uh, he talks about how some people view one day as holy and others view every day as equal. And, and, but I think he's talking about the Sabbath in the context there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I believe he's talking about the Sabbath there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have freedom to exercise the Sabbath and freedom to treat every day as mm-hmm. a Sabbath as well, because Jesus is our Sabbath rest as well. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to the picture of, you know, like, at, at one point, Freedom. the temple was in one place, right? And people went to the temple to worship, but now God says, no, you are the temple. And I think that's the picture that Paul is, is painting there is like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like the Sabbath was a picture of what everything was supposed to be. You know, the whole week was supposed to be is just resting in the spirit of God. Um, you know, that's why we say we we leave it at Sunday at church. You know, we go there we and, and then we leave it. And it's like, no, 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 we got to take that the rest of the week. You know, our, well, again, our mindset shouldn't be the holiness of God rests on one day. It's that the holiness of God can be any day, any time, any conversation. Yeah, we need to be constantly letting go of things, not waiting for Sunday to yeah. let go of it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's, I mean, if you're going a week without letting go of something, that's where strongholds get built. and. Yeah. But again, that's that so. picture of the torn veil, right? Is that we had to do so so many things in a, such a certain way to be where we can be cleansed with God, but now we have that personal relationship with God. Each of us commune with God um, in our personal lives. Um, but, you know, we're one or two, two or more gathered in his name. There I am. So it's great because God communes with us personally, but he also communes with us in community. Yeah, in a, in a, in a slightly different way. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, we're getting to the end of this first episode here. So um, talking about freedom and I know we didn't, it took a little bit to get into, but yeah, just setting up the stage, we're, we're talking about freedom in, uh, from sin right now. Um, we're going to continue talking about, you know, freedom from guilt in the next episode and, and, and you know, it, it, it's going to be really good. Um, we really do need true freedom. It, it is something that we need to, like we, we we're saying, we need to let go of some things. We, As hard as it is for me, God keeps pressing on me that at the end of the day, our politics don't matter. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. What he's really saying there is, you guys are asking me about things that don't matter. Put those things off to the side. You want to talk about taxes? Talk about taxes with Caesar. Talk about taxes with the IRS. Talk about taxes with the politicians. You want to talk about all these laws and stuff you want to pass? That's America. Give unto America what's America. No, no, no. What I am telling you, and that's what we need to listen to. So like when, when Jesus speaks, we listen to him and what he says. We don't say, well, well, God, how does that work in the context of America? How do I, you know, you're telling me to, to give this money, but, uh, you know, it's like a tax. What should I do with it? No, 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 no. Listen, I'm Jesus. I'm God. <laughs> like, just listen to me. This stuff doesn't matter. Do you not get it? I'm right here with you. Um, that was them. And they were, uh, they were an occupied state too, under yeah. like heavy oppression. 
Like we're in a totally free country. Like we really need to like just relax a little bit sometimes. Like so, so yeah, <laughs> just like just, you know what I mean. Like we got to look. We got to look at context here. You know. Yeah. So I think the you know I I had some challenges, but I'm going to change them because we didn't get through the whole um, plan that I had. But uh, you know I think the inward challenge for us, and this is something that God has been working on me, is to really just you know try to let go of our American concept of Christ. And again, this isn't getting to a right or left argument, because I know that there's one side of the aisle who constantly says this in a political way to get people to understand their side of things, right? They, they're like, oh, yeah, everything with the church is wrong. You, it's, it's so mixed in with nationalism and stuff. This is getting us, besides that, I'm just saying that we need to put Christ first and so we really need to work on not idolizing our country. We really need to, no matter if it's America or if it's, you know, if you come from Australia or, or whatever country, if you think the country's bad or not, we really need to let go of our politics or our concepts that we come to, our bias, our biases. And so we just, I guess that would be my inward challenge for, for this week is, Try to let God work on your heart and see, is there really something that I'm hardening my heart to that I just need to let go that doesn't matter? It's not a fight that I need to fight because I'm already free. I'm free in Christ. So take that inward challenge to really, you know, rest in the freedom and truth of of Christ and put down something that isn't really going to benefit your life at the the end of your life. You know, like what, what can you give up? Search for what you can give up that is just kind of dragging you back. That would be kind of an inward challenge I would I would stress. But uh, I'll, I'll send it over to one of you guys. Is there an outward challenge that you guys can think of for freedom and what we've talked about today to, to maybe challenge people with after listening to this episode? What an outward challenge of freedom would be? Well, I think we were, you know, what we were talking about a lot earlier, even what you had written down, I think is actually pretty excellent. You know, give, give others the grace God gave to you undeserved. It just help free others from their chains. And, you know, we were, we were talking about that pretty heavy in like the intro, the, the, you know, the prelude to this episode into the series, you know, just like talking about all this, You know, even even just with like on the America side, the politics thing that you're talking about, like just give grace to people, just like let things go. You know, instead of instead of writing that comment, just choose not to. Instead of you know starting that fight with that coworker, you know, just choose not to. Just choose not to, and uh, just still respond, but respond with love. Yeah, just res- completely unexpected. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it's like you know if you man, if you don't know what to say to, I feel like we just need to get in the secret place with the Lord, you know, and uh, just be praying for the peace, the peace of mind. I mean, we're, we're in a pandemic, you know, we're in, you know, we're in, we're in kind of a crazy time. Uh, (laughs) Like I get that. Like people's, I get that people are like at a heightened sensory, like, you know, just the the way the world is right now, but let's just, uh, let's get into God's word instead of scrolling social media so much, you know, like you were saying, you know, like, let's just focus on God, you know? God's God's doing some really cool stuff right now, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, if I want people, I want all believers to see what's going on, you know? And if we're, if we, if we keep burying, burying ourselves 
underneath the, the weight of COVID, the weight of the ma- mandates and what other like the, va- the vaccines, yeah, what other people think and all this other stuff, you know, we're, that's what the enemy's trying to do to distract us from God moving, God setting people free, like God literally healing people. You know, like I saw like asthma come out of someone today, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, oh yeah, you just throw asthma out of someone. It, it's just, man, God is doing stuff. So, um, yeah, bring freedom. Yeah. So just like our word is just, yeah, just let's, let's just relax in, in the freedom of Jesus Christ. Anything else, Mark, that you'd like to add to that? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's where my thought went, was, was the start of our conversation. Yeah, just coming at individuals with love. And even today, that gentleman I was talking to, you know, is obvious there's different theologies upon that. Mm-hmm. Looking past it, just as John was kind of saying, and yeah, just looking at the freedom that that's within me and and trusting it for him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what this world would look like if we gave people a little bit more freedom, because freedom kind of looks like grace and mercy a little bit. So, um, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for for your freedom and 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 the grace and mercy you give me. This <laughs> is a sinner. Um, so yeah, just um yeah, I think this is gonna be a, a great series. We appreciate you guys for listening. Again, um if you are continuing to listen, please share the link. Um, you know, we don't like self-promoting, but it is a part of the job. Um, we really just want to see God move through this podcast. So if it if it's reached your soul um and God has spoken to you, I'm sure there's someone else that it needs to speak to. Um, so just share, uh, let us know your thoughts, comment on our Facebook page, um, share the link, what, whatever it takes, you know, um, get the word out. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening, um, whether it's three or 3000, you know, we're, we're gonna, you know, try to keep putting out content because we believe God is going to move. Um, and we appreciate guys listening. So, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Heart of the Matter Radio. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you are on. And you can also follow us on MeWe, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you had a blessed time and the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast. Thank you.